0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Live Line. Joe at RT.ie, bear with us, especially those who don't have children at the moment in crash, because uh, I want to explain to you, with the, with the help of our callers, and they will explain it much better than I can, that the last um, September, the government, which was part of the announcement in the budget, a big, big announcement that they were going to increase the amount of money that people would get who were sending their children to crash. And, you know, it's been a big, big platform uh, of of the government. But the system that's been introduced is an hourly rate uh, rather than the previous system, which which was a, a weekly weekly payment, which, by the way, is what the crashes get. So Paula Donoghue. Paula, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe, and how are you? And thank good. you very much for highlighting okay. this topic. Well, you, you highlighted by explaining to people what, what changed in September and what's happened. Well, I, I suppose we start with the National Child Care Scheme came into play yeah. in November 2019. Okay. In September 22, they brought in a new funding string uh, called core funding. Now, I want to start by saying the National Child Care Scheme is brilliant. Yeah. Because finally parents, the squeezed middle-income earners, are actually getting some form of real subsidies towards childcare. Yeah. Starting at universal rate of 140 an hour, but there are targeted one, one euro schemes. 40, yeah. Yeah, one euro 40 an hour. But there are targeted schemes which are aimed at supporting lower-income families. Okay. And you can, this can rise up to fully paying childcare fees. Okay. So we have to say it is a good thing. It's a brilliant thing. And it, it's long since needed by parents across Ireland. How they have structured the NCS is where we, the providers, are falling prey to. I, I welcome the scheme. I advocate for the scheme with my parents. But I dread the scheme on the other side of it, which is the cumbersome, unbelievable uh, administrative burden that comes with the NCS and falls fully on the shoulders of the provider. And that's because it's now an hourly rate. An hourly rate. If you look at within Ireland, all childcare providers are legislative to legislated to provide for sessional care, which is up to three and a half hours, okay. part time care, which is up to five hours, or full time care, which is in excess of five hours. And we charge accordingly. We okay. have three rates, what's for sessional, what's for part time, what's okay. for full time. At the beginning of when they were um bringing the NCS about, we, the providers at all stakeholders meetings said, hourly rates will not work, they do not work, they're going to cause inordinate problems. Having said that, it was pushed on through and we got hourly rates. They do not match what every provider in this country provides, which is sessional, part-time or full-time care. And that's where, therein lies the crux of the problem. Their scheme doesn't marry what we're legislated to provide. And how does it turn into an administrative nightmare, the hourly um, rate? Okay, so, Joe, you hand me your, your award. that you, you have received an award for a subsidy. Okay. From the point that I get that award, there are up to 16 steps, up to 16 steps involved for me to get you registered on that uh, system to the point that the money is beginning to come into play. Now, that is for one child. I have in excess of 100 children using the NCS scheme within my service. Six, do you mean 16 separate 
forms you to fill in online. No, steps uh, w- could be that I put you on the system. I first of all have to find out how many hours you're going to be attending. I put yeah. you up on the system. I then invariably have to go back to the parent and say, look, make sure you go into the system and confirm hours. I have to prepare a parental contract that reflects okay. exactly how many hours we've agreed, how much that costs. Here's my fee. My fee is, we'll say, 200 euros taken off. If you get a subsidy of, we'll say, 50 euros, you have to pay this. It's a different fee when you don't have ECC. It's an it's an absolute administrative nightmare, and that's the only way I can describe it. Because it because they've designated it as an hourly rate of one euro. Absolutely. 40. What should they do? To be honest, and what we've always said, and the stakeholders who are involved in all discussions in bringing about the NCS have always said hourly rates will not work, do mm. not work, and the chaos that has ensued is evidence that we were right. Put it back to what we're legislated to provide. Sessional, part-time, full-time. It takes all of the administrative burden out of it, or at least a lot of the administrative burden out of it. So in other words, if a parent is sending their child, if, if the agreement is that a child is entitled to 20 hours in, in your crash and they book 20 hours and they pay you for 20 hours every week that the, the subsidy of €1.40 should be automatically paid if a child is collected early by a grandparent on a Wednesday an hour early or is brought for a swimming lesson um, that's been postponed on a Friday at the moment you've to, you've to log at those, those early hours those missing hours haven't you? We have to count every hour from every child to make sure that the, ch- the child doesn't fall out, um, breach the hours, that uh, the rules for the hourly rates. Yes, we do. We do. We're supposed to count. Again, I say to you, I have over 100 children. I'm supposed to count the hours of attendance of every child every week. Now, there isn't enough hours in the day nor days in the week to actually fully be able to police that. I didn't go into childcare to police nor administer yeah. a scheme on behalf of the government. It's wrong and it is driving good people like myself who want to run for the hills and get out of childcare. And I run a quality service, but it is driving me out because I didn't qualify nor train or have the experience that I have to administer a government scheme, okay. nor police a and, government And just, just to remind listener, this, this is the opening line of Paula's who's speaking at the moment, the crash owner, of her email to us. I have to get out of this industry. The real nightmare started in September 2022 when the department upped the core funding to the National Child Care Scheme. The scheme is well-intentioned, but the structure is the problem. I'm calling on the department to abolish the hourly rate and trust to service users and providers to fulfil the role. It is down to trust. They do think that you're, you're going to, they're going to pay 28, 20, 28 quid or whatever a subsidy a week and for 20 hours and the child might only be there for 17 hours. Oh, my God. So yeah, that was, so I think you got it yesterday, Joe, and I think in listening to all of the, your contributors, I think you got to the nut of the problem straight away by identifying it is a trust issue. We, we the providers, nor the parents, are trusted by the department. Now, I have to be fair to the department. They have to oversee the exchequer funding. But yeah, there yeah. has to be a less cumbersome way to do this. Yeah. And I have a, 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 another email. I just want uh, just to try and uh, get, help explain to people how cumbersome is uh, this is. that. 
this is from a grandparent, and they say, they, they, my daughter was advised by the crash that her children were under-attending, obviously by a couple of hours. They could have their hours reset to avoid this, in other words, the cut, if they attended until 6pm for a full week and would need to repeat this full week within every eight-week period. Otherwise, they would have to return 140 per child, the parent would, per hour to the creche, and the creche would have to administer that, as they were not entitled to get a subsidy for any hours they were not attending. It seems like extraordinarily cumbersome. Extraordinarily cumbersome. But even go, go further than that. The, the gist of that email was, if you put your kids in for longer, that's anti-family. That's not, yeah, yeah, you know, no, I celebrate yeah. any parent and every parent in this horrible, you know, work cycle that they're in at the moment, a rat race of it, that if they have time to spend with their kids, if they want to do it, this system, as it's because there's so much pressure on us providers to make sure it's 100% compliant, um, we have to then put pressure on parents for their children to attend or adjust the hours, which can up the cost for parents. Okay, and this is from the department. And I just if you have a pen and paper handy... Uh, throw it away because don't don't dare don't try and take this down. This is more complicated. This explanation from them is more contem- com- complicated than Einstein's theorem of relativity. Childcare providers will report as part of their weekly returns if a child has been attending less than their registered hours for each of the previous eight weeks in a row. At this point, a warning notification will issue to a parent, alerting them to the situation. The subsidy will not be changed at this stage and as long as the under-attendance is broken by one full week of full attendance, the subsidy will remain unchanged. However, if the under-attendance continues for a further consecutive four weeks, the number of subsidised hours awarded under the scheme will be revised to reflect the average number of hours that were actually attended by the child over the previous 12-week period. The subsidy amount will not be affected before this by the time this system kicks in, the child will be in third level education so so long-winded and cumbersome. Please, God. And just be aware, Joe, the money then is recouped from the provider, not the parent. It's then yeah. the, par- the provider Has to, to go-, go and argue with... A, oh. a, it sets up conflict between provider and parent because you then try and recoup that funding from the parent. But it's so... They even put in such a complicated system of... Uh, um, administering the anyone that defaults on the hourly rate. In other words, that's getting a subsidy for 20 hours of €1.40 per hour, but actually only has the child in for 19 hours because the granny came and brought mm-hmm. the child to the sweet shop or to the play group or whatever, or to a playground or a play date. Um, the, the, the system, the system of, of uh, steps you have to go through before you are actually penalised seem... For the for the amount involved seems extraordinarily cumbersome. Extraordinarily. And also, bear cumbersome. in mind. But there's the an issue. Con- the issue of trust. They think you're ripping them off. Yeah, and at the new contracts we signed with them last September with the inception of core funding, which again we all welcome. Yeah. Um, but in that contract, what we signed with them, uh, which we have no voice in, we're just given this contract. You sign it. We've no voice in it. But there is a clawback. If we are found non-compliant, so in other words, four or five of my children are under-attending and we're found major non-compliant, they can claw back up to 50% of my funding. Can you feel that pressure? Can you feel that pressure? Yeah, yeah. That's my 50% of my annual 
collective funding. So you're going to say to your parents, please, yes. please leave them in till six o'clock. Or I'll change we, your hours and pay yeah. a slightly higher fee per week. Um, and as I say, the subsidy, as now stands for parents, begins at one euro forty. One euro mm-hmm. forty. And have, how much has your administrative burden gone up by, Paula? Can you estimate? I conservatively estimate that it's gone up, and I and I, I emphasise the conservative estimate. It's of probably been the region of four hundred plus percent. The, uh, my administrative burden has increased since the inception of NCS. I personally don't like the system. I will work with the system because I think it rewards the parents. Uh, they yeah. really definitely deserve that. Absolutely. But uh, currently it is unworkable for us. And I have done, I worked at stakeholder meetings. I work to advocate positively and proactively on behalf of providers and with the department. I want solutions. I don't want this to become a national conversation where anybody is shamed. I do want us all to work proactively and positively. And I have calculated hours for them. And it is extraordinary. I step mm. back to work in my office as an administrator for part of the week, but I also had the idea that I would be a quality lead, that I would mentor younger staff. I have 35 years of experience. I currently don't get out of my office. I'm permanently with my nose stuck to a screen administering and uh, their, mm. their scheme. It's not my scheme. They need, to, uh, they need to administer and police it themselves. And I thought the government had a kind of roving group of economists and statisticians and policy analysts who go around different departments looking at different schemes and see how effective they are. Surely after, well, it's, it's coming, well, we're, it's, it's September 22, but surely after six months, they should look at the scheme and see how is it working? How is it there actually was, working? There was a one-year review, Joe. Okay. I'm not quite sure how that landed. There was due to be a, a three-year review in autumn of last year, which we're doing okay. yeah, November. Now, on my latest conversations, it's been pushed back into maybe the third quarter of this year to make it four years. Even though they are feeding, they are listening, they hear that we have major problems. The problem is they're not doing enough to correct the situation. Okay, <coughs> Catherine, Catherine Dre, Joe at RT.ie. Catherine, your point, please. Yes, hi, Joe. I am very similar to what your other two callers have been saying Paula, there as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, I'm um, administering the scheme in quite a large crash in South Dublin. And we're, I mean, this week alone, I've spent two and a half working days looking at the attendance of over 180 children um, for the eight-week lead for January to February to see exactly monitoring the attendance. They're down two hours this week. Week two, they're down two hours. It's just, you know, we just can't cope with it anymore, to be honest. So so you're clock-watching all the time? Exactly. You know, and that, that's the other side of the coin. As your other caller said, the entire fee scenario is this 140 an hour is, it's just not workable. And then Pubble, and, which, Pubble which is the state organisation, they come in unannounced, I presume, and inspect, oh, and, and inspect your books every now and again. And if you were tempted to, um, anyway, if, if something was discovered that the child was there for 19 hours instead of the allocated 20, you could be in trouble. That's it. Over the over the eight week period, once they do a full week in the eight week period, that's fine. Yeah. But even the example that they give 
and I'd say the other providers know this, in the handbook for providers, it actually gives the example from public. If the granny is collecting seven weeks in a row, granny needs not to collect on week eight in order for the child to do To not be penalised, yeah. Yeah. All, all for tuppence and truppence. Yeah. Uh, Sonia does. Yeah, I'll come back to you in a sec, Catherine. I, I sure. promise. Sonia Doug and Sonia, your point, please. Um, it's pretty much already been said, Joe, to be honest. No, say it again if it um, has to be said. I'm, you're, you're a crash owner. Yes, and we offer it in two of our services, one of them this year, but we didn't sign up for core funding. So I suppose just with regards to the, the work and the untenable and unworkable system at times for some children there can be lots of issues in trying to register their chicks and there's a lot of chasing and following up on parents you're constantly policing and monitoring their times in and times out and making sure that there's you know no irregularities in their attendance but I suppose above all it's taken away from the focus of what we're there to do which is to educate and care for the children and we're spending most of our time we're just nearly putting one person full time to just basically administer the scheme which yeah. is generally myself being stuck in front of a screen as Paul yes. said so said. I'm not there to support my staff on the floor or my families yeah. in the service or the children I'm stuck in an office unpaid which is all unpaid time my time you know which goes into weekends and evenings and it's just 24 7 um, if parents change the chick forever, for any reason or add on another sibling, sometimes it cancels out the current chick and you could be waiting a couple of weeks for that to be rectified. In the meantime, we're not always made aware that the parents have changed the chick. You're assuming we are, we've already taken the deduction off the parent's fee. And then, it, you know, you find out then a couple of weeks later, oh, you didn't get paid for those weeks. So it's very hard to go back on parents then to look for that money. Um, invariably, it's uh, people on the schemes that I seem yeah. to be chasing for money the whole time. I'm always left out of pocket and in debt, and it's just really not worth the paper. It's written on, to be honest. I'm all for the parents getting a discount. I'm glad it's gone from 50 cents because we weren't offering the universal before. Yeah. I'm glad it's increased, but really the workload, unless you're a service of scale where you have a backroom team and administrators, administrators it's just not tenable. Like, we worked out... Um, a year or two ago for us to offer it, we'd need to charge €28 Euros a head per child um, per week to cover basically a full-time administrative person. Wow. And my parents are not in a position, like we already yeah, increased yeah. our fees this year. I didn't sign up for core funding because I'm not in a position to. I just thought there's so many changes with the ERO that was introduced in September. We needed an- another 30000 to fill that gap to pay the wages. And they deducted our um, higher cap, which we would have received before um, in, within our ECC services, which was worth another eleven twenty-five per child ahead, so that's now gone. They've um, so we're down five hundred and thirty-seven euros per child. Every service in the country is down this now. If you haven't signed up for the core funding, no. so for my bigger um, part-time well, sessional service, I'm down forty-five thousand in that service, which would have helped to cover the wages with the ERO levels and to pay our graduate level staff. So, you know, you're caught out every which way. You're forced to sign up in order, in order to get the grants. But we're still coming out with less than what we would have been before without half the headaches. But the NCS is a great help for parents. But again, they just need to make the system a lot more streamlined. Um, just so that parents can access it without us constantly chasing them every time there's a change. Or they've... Basically, just parents go in thinking, oh, I'll, I'll try again and apply now and see if I can get a yeah, better rate. You're, you're chasing them for tuppence and truppence. Yes, yeah, we've but, had children but, in... But the penalty for you... Well, if the money gets clawed back, end of story. 
you know, um, but even if, with if Hubble, if the inspectors discovers that you haven't been fully returning uh, the, the missing hours, you could be in trouble. But I know you're not in court. Um, well, we do a weekly return every week, and based on that, then you get paid. Um, you know, the following week. But even with the ECC payment, if we've children missing on, you know, when we get eleven, twelve, ninety per day, that's all you get for. 38 weeks of the year. So we have a child attending speech therapy for six weeks with the HSE. Um, Like if that child is out for six weeks or five weeks in a row, generally six week blocks, again, we're we're penalised. We get that 1290 deducted and we have to re-register those children, take them off the system, register them as four days. When they finish their speech therapy lessons, we re-register them again for five days. Like that doesn't happen in schools. Schools don't get their their capitation deducted yeah, per yeah. child because a child point. is not in. But Very we're earlier point. service. Our staff are here. Our costs are fixed. Everything is increased, and, and we're being penalised every which way. A school doesn't get deducted if a parent comes along, and takes a child off early to the no, dentist or whatever, and, and, and rightly so. It'd be lunacy. And it'd parents be, don't understand. They don't understand the rules behind it. They don't understand. Oh, God, I have to give a month's notice if we have to leave. I have to give a, notice, a month's notice if I have to change, or they just cancel the chick themselves. And you mightn't even realise it unless you're checking the portal. Like, you could spend hours every day checking the portal. Okay, stay, like stay with had, us. Okay, stay can with I just us. make one point? Yes, of course. We, we had 128 emails received, like, from August to October from the department. And there's so much duplication between all the different organisations, um, you know, from Better Start, from, from the first five, from the department, from Pubble. It's just county child care committees. It's just gone over the top where people can't breathe, the amount of services that just feel overwhelmed with the, the workload that's coming at us. And something's going to give, and it's certainly going to impact on the quality that we're providing for the, for the children. And our staff are under pressure keeping up with well, the something... sign-in, sign-in in children. And it's not only at the door, it's within the room. And every time they change room, you have to sign them in and out of that room and where the staff are placed at that particular time. It's, you're the whole time going around with an iPad or a phone or a checklist, and that is wrong. That's not what early childhood education is about. It sounds absolutely... Sorry, system, I could write the book. I know, the system sounds case. absolutely <laughs> daft at this stage. But look, I- everybody's doing the best we can. You know, we'll take what we can to keep our doors open, yeah. and well, at the end of the well, day, we well, have a passion for what we do. Well, Paul is saying I might have to get out of this this whole area because the real nightmare starts in September, last September, when the department upped the core funding to the National Child Care Scheme, which in itself is good news. The scheme is well intentioned, but the structure is the problem. The uh, Sonia is, is, is the problem. Sonia correct. is a crash owner in uh, Port Leisha, and I'll be going to a crash owner in Dundrum after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Jane, good afternoon. Jane, you point out um, in your uh, email, I'm almost afraid to ask, could I collect my own grandchildren early in case their funding hours were cut? What happened? Well, their funding hours are being cut as a result of grandparents' Um, okay, so just to go back a little bit, my daughter and her husband lived abroad for mm-hmm. several years and had their two children. They were born when they were living away and okay. myself and the other grandparents were delighted whenever they relocated to Ireland yeah. and we looked forward to spending time with our grandchildren. Now, we're not in a position to say we take them regularly yeah. on yeah. one particular day a week. So there was a 
grand happy arrangement with the creche that, you know, if we gave notice, we were able to pick them up and spend a few hours whenever we could fit it in with our own schedules. So, but, so uh, you could pick them up early? Basically. We could pick them yes, up early yes. and, sp- and spend time. Yeah. But it's got to the stage now that I'm afraid to ask my daughter, can I collect the children? Because for every hour, she's got two children in the creche, mm-hmm. so it's one forty per child one per euro hour. 40, yeah. Yeah, €1.40 that she has to repay in this subsidy. And I just cannot understand. You know, it, it's not child-friendly. There's nothing about it that's child-friendly. My daughter ha- works early. She starts work at 8 wow. and yeah, yeah. has a... Has a uh, work arranged that she's able to collect the children at four, but she has to pay the crash every day from four till six. And that money all adds up. Okay. That's 14, 14 euro a week for her two children to pick them up two hours early and spend time doing things, maybe bring them swimming. You know, it's yeah. quality yeah. time, important time in, in life. But yes, from from my point of view as a grandparent, I just think it's an absolute disgrace that children are being forced to stay in creches and, you know, grandparents are being denied having that little few hours of time. Because parents are so busy at the weekend, you know, you feel you can't ask, oh, can can I take them, you know, on Saturday? Because they've got other things to do. So, therefore... You're not, you know, you're being discouraged from spending time. Everything about this is discouraging. Since, you know, since they introduced the hourly rate, and your point since is... Since they introduced this yeah. hourly subsidy, subsidy it's a of disincentive. Of 40, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's a disincentive for any anything other and, than leave your child in the crash till six o'clock, which is the worst thing, really. Exactly. I mean, especially, the crash is brilliant. Especially the if is, there's different options available. Sometimes a short notice on different days. And then for the crash, as we've been hearing, it turns this hourly rate scenario turns into an administrative nightmare. Yes, because and most, I, I, most I understand it from the point of view of the crash as well. You know, it's just, if you pay the money, if you have, if you are... In a, if you have to pay the crash until you're until six o'clock every day, yeah. because and I understand that the crash don't say, oh, you don't need to pay for those two hours. You know, they've a business to run. Course, yeah. So if you have to pay until six o'clock every day, you should get your subsidy for those hours from eight till six, one forty an hour for each child, regardless of whether they've been picked up early or not. The other thing, um, one of her children. Is, is sick and is actually awaiting an operation at the moment, but has okay. had a lot of appointments with doctors, consultants, has had to be home, which is causing its own stress when you have to yeah. organise to have a sick child minded at home. But she's also been penalised on top of having to find other child minding facilities for the day her child is sick. She's been penalised 140 an hour for the hours that he's not there. So it's just, there's so many levels. This just is so wrong and it's not child-friendly or parent-friendly and wasting time in the creche. It's not parent... They they obviously... The state obviously doesn't trust the parents or trust the creche. What they're saying is that somebody might be claiming the 140 for eight hours and only leaving the child in for one hour, which... uh, do, you mean only doesn't, paying? Doesn't, you doesn't mean only paying for and, one hour? Yeah, if they're only paying for one hour, that's yeah, fine. Exactly, they only exactly. get the subsidy. But if they're paying from eight in the morning till six every evening, if the child is picked up 
Yeah, five hours early, they still should get their subsidy. They have paid the money. It's meant to have reduced the cost of yeah. childcare. So, that's, so yeah. as you, as you pointed out, uh, Rose, understandably, uh, creches want to be paid for the for their for their full hours. And if you don't lose it, you lose you, you you. If you don't use it, you lose it. That's yeah, the, yeah. because they they've got the staff there, and sometimes people don't uh, parents don't do the twenty hours. They might do eighteen hours. They might do seventeen hours. But this system is the, the payment, the subsidy system of one euro forty per hour from the state. Is, is an hourly rate against the weekly rate that the crest charges, two systems which are incompatible. And as you say, you list them out. Children are being forced to stay in creches longer than required. Grandparents are being denied precious time with grandchildren. Children are missing out on building relationships with grandparents. Children have to decline invitations to play dates and other children because you, you mess up the whole administrative. Um, parents are being forced to leave their children in creches for longer hours than they might wish on any given day. Parents are not encouraged to spend and 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 the list goes on but you have one this example you gave just shows how administratively uh, a maze a quagmire this is you say before christmas my daughter was advised by the crash that her children were under attending they could have their hours reset to avoid this if they intended until 6 p.m for a full week and would need to repeat this full week within every eight-week period. Otherwise, it just goes on. It's crazy. Otherwise, they would have to return one forty per child per hour to the crash. Please remember that, that, as you point out, Rose, the hours of non-attendance have been paid already by your daughter. Uh, so you're you're actually paying a higher fee for the hours. You're paying the fee to the to the crash if a child leaves an hour or two hours earlier two, uh, during a week, not only do you have to pay the crash for those two hours, but you have to pay back the notional one euro forty subsidy you would have been getting for those two hours. Yes. It's and the, an administrative the, uh, nightmare. The other, the other point was that uh, my daughter, the crash is quite close to where she works. Okay. So where she was collecting her children at four, she had to hang around after work, ah. distraught for two hours from four o'clock to six o'clock to get her hours reset. And reset, then after doing yeah. that for four days, her her children ended up sick, you know, that they missed the week anyway, you know, if it had worked. So the, re- she, so, so the reset week was gone. The week reset is oh gone. But why should you have to do that every week? Why is your why are you being forced? Uh, sorry, every period, whatever it is, yeah, every, I, once every eight weeks or something. Yeah. You know, why should you have to do that? You know, and, and she was taking them sometimes she was taking them swimming to a swimming class, you know, in that time. So therefore they're supposed to be taken out of that as well, just to reset their hours. It's just you know, and not to mention the time that the crashes are having to spend administering oh. this. Anyway, I'm sorry, I have to go. Yeah, okay, um, no, well, well, no. well, well, well put, Jane, and, and thanks indeed for making those points and trying to explain it to as many people as possible how how many parents and crash owners, they welcomed the change last September in the increase in to, uh, to, uh, to an hourly, uh, the, the, the rate became hourly and it went up to 140. However, the fact that it's an hourly rate is causing immense complications. Thanks, Joe, with RT.ie 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Uh, Joe at RT.ie. Neve Leaning, Neve, um, you're a Dundrum crash owner. What do you think of the new hourly system? 
Well, I totally agree with what Sonia and Paula and even that granny, I think her name was Rose, yeah, was yeah. saying. Um, I've been in business for 33 years and my priority from day one was always my children and my staff and my parents. And what is now happening is we, we're not big enough to have a fully employed administer person, yeah, yeah. administration person. So one of my senior, my senior man- manager is, is having to do that. And that is not what was on her contract when she joined me over 20 years ago. You know, she was there to mind my children, mind my staff and mind my families. So that's, to me, that's one of the biggest issues in, in this whole thing, that we're not being paid to, to, to run this scheme the way we should be. Um, it would certainly be easier, in our opinion, if the money went straight to the parents. So the parents mm-hmm. applied, they got whatever money they're entitled to, and they continued to pay us our, our standard yeah, fees. Yeah. The government can come in and check our fees, you know, to check our check our books. We've never had problems with inspections, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the other the other thing is that they, it, the government are not unaware of all all these issues. There, um, we have a great advocate with the IBEX side. Well, side. What would you call it? See, yes, Children's Services Ireland. Okay. Uh, Crash owners can can join join us, um, and it has been great for helping us with the ERO. And now they're working. I know on um, trying to deal with some of these problems. Another issue, time-wise, there are parents who see that they can apply for this DNCS scheme, but don't know how to do it. And they'll come in and they'll spend, we give them the time, that our, you know, our, our manager will give them the time, to, the, the time to show them how to go about it online. Um, then they forget, they get their chick code and then they forget to do something else and the chick code dies. It's fine again <laughs> what the chick code is to people. The chick code, now I'm not very good on this because I don't deal with any of this, Joe, but the chick code, when the parents go into the, the scheme themselves at home, they, they register and they get a code that they then have to send to us. Okay. And then the, the, whoever's in charge of all of that uses this chick code to link, I think, to, you know, directly to our crash. Somebody might might clarify that a bit better, but okay, that's okay. from what I can understand. And how much time goes. now are you spending on paperwork and getting ready for inspections or <sighs> because of the hourly rate? I actually asked my senior manager to to quantify that um, only mm. last week. And she hasn't done it yet, but too much time. There's like, there's absolutely... Hold well, on. One, one Hang two. on, my husband has it. He has it here. Hold oh, on. He has it, okay. Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't have that okay, one. Okay, well, one, pre- <laughs> yeah, one previous crash owner told us that uh, if they were... T- they, they would need, given the amount of paperwork and the hourly rate system that was brought in, they would now need to employ a full-time administrator, which yeah. would mean uh, every parent, uh, every child would have to pay, for the parents, of 28 quid extra a week to pay for the administrator. Okay. I would imagine that's his. Joe, sorry, Joe. I've just had a, I've just had a, a text here or an email. Fifty percent, at least, of managers' time is being spent on this now. Okay. Making contracts, adjusting fees, tracking attendance, onboarding the scheme each year, and, and as we've all said, no financial incentive for us to do this. And yes, of course. I mean, uh, is twenty eight? Would twenty eight euro be enough? You, you, we'd be employing somebody who has. 
in theory, accountancy abilities. Um, niche, my, my, I'm lucky. I have a manager who can. She's listening, so I, I, I have. I would be praising her anyway. She knows that. But she, you know, she 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 trained in childcare. She came into work with a very basic level, and she's worked her way up. And she's now my senior manager, Brilliant. and she's fabulous. Brilliant. But and she's managing these schemes, and you know, all these inspections that we have to have. We had an inspection in last week, not to do with this, a DES inspection, and. The inspector, I think, turned up at half eight and she did not leave the office until four. Wouldn't have a cup of coffee, didn't have a lunch, which meant my manager couldn't leave and have her normal Mm. coffee or her normal 15 minutes or make her lunch and come back, which is what she usually does and eats her lunch at her desk. Say with us, Neve. Sarah Quigley Bourne. Sarah, good afternoon. You're in Cardona and you're a service provider. Go, Go ahead, Sarah. Yes. I am. And I was just actually wanting to phone up in response to the lovely granny that was on um, a little while ago about wanting to collect her children or her grandchildren from the crash early. First of all, I want to applaud all grannies and grandas because they are fantastic. And uh, we have a great relationship with our grandparents and our extended families for our children in our service in Carndonna. But I wanted to explain, the grandmother was, was under the impression that, you know, the, 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 the service was sort of holding the kids hostage, that they have to stay until six o'clock. And I wanted to explain why, why there is a certain expectation for fees. Um, each, whenever a child is registered in a service, they request so many hours that they need. Mm-hmm. The parents request the number of hours that they need their child to be child-minded or in the crash for. So, for example, if a child is booked in for 25 hours yeah, a week, yeah. the manager then has to quantify that in terms of personnel. Mm-hmm. Then the manager has to go find the right staff members, employ the correct staff, and then have them in place for that designated amount of hours. So if a parent wanted to maybe take the child out early a day during the week, that manager cannot turn around to her staff. Yeah, but the staff, yeah, yeah, staff yeah, but is the parent not paying for the 25 hours anyway? Anyway, exactly. So, so, that's so, what, so that's hang on, so what's, what's the problem from your end? If the parent is paying no for problem. the 25 hours and the granny comes and takes, takes it out in, uh, by agreement, obviously, early? And an hour yeah. early, you're, you're still being paid for the 25 hours. Exactly, and that's what the grandmother that's what the grandmother was saying that she yes. wanted to take the children out two hours early and then save her child, save her own daughter paying fourteen euro or whatever it is. No, no, she no, she was no, 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 she wasn't saying that. What she, this is my understanding, Sarah. What she was saying is she fully and completely, and she said it clearly. She fully and completely understands that the agreement is for twenty five hours. Well, then the parents yes. paid paid the crash twenty five hours either way, whether they use twenty yes. hours or twenty four hours or whatever. However, the system has become so cumbersome with the one euro forty subsidy that the state are giving per hour per hour that the that the, the and it's primarily crash owners to this day saying that if, if if a grandparent takes out a child uh, with agreement an hour early this the the paperwork involved in that and the reclaim on that and the eight week period etc just becomes so oh, yeah. cumbersome so cumbersome yeah. so the crash yeah. the crash doesn't lose money but the, the crash doesn't lose money in that transaction not initially, but what will happen is a Pubble will look back at the yeah. Well um, then, well then, the Pubble, well then, Pubble will want to go and live in the real world, wouldn't they? Yeah, again, they? I suppose, and that 
Yes, and the, the public want to get the big... public want to get a bit of flexibility. Public exactly. want to get it, but the, we're de- we're dealing the, with children here, unpredictability. The, the we're system, dealing with children system, and friends and play dates and dentists and sickness yeah. and and life and real yeah, world yeah. and the real world. And again, you know, the thing is with Pubble, the the way this the hive system has been set up systematically, it's flawed in that it's trying to it's trying to make sense of the private sector. I know that there are a lot of community crashes as well, mm-hmm. but this is a private a private sector, yeah. and we are a business. And so the problem is, Pubble have put the responsibility onto the provider, and the parents think it's us that is reclaiming the money from them, but it's not. It's I Pubble know, are refusing yeah. to pay us. And yeah. and another another caller earlier on was saying that they recoup it again. So even though they give it to you, you still have to pay back thousands each year because they say a child didn't attend for so many hours this particular week. So we're taking that money back, even though we provided the staff. Of course, in, uh, yeah, in, yeah. You know, and again, again, for my manager, in terms of the work that she has to do, she has to do all of her public work at the weekend. Because, okay. Or well, in the no, evening well, times, because the system is so slow during the day because so many people are on it. It's quieter after 8 o'clock at night, so she has to do it at 8 o'clock in the evening to gosh. do all of her registering, and it's just a nightmare. It's so stressful. Well, that's that says it yes. all. And then also, too, she's also got the added burden of the fact that we have contracts of, you know, employment contracts with all of our staff yeah, who work so, so hard and are wonderful. They're, they're just fantastic in our sector. But they're entitled to the same wage each week. Of course they You know, they, they sign a contract nobody with quibbles us and they're that. Entitled. Nobody would quibble yeah. with that. Nobody. No, exactly. But again, for me, uh, for example, recently, somebody within Pubble, I'm not sure, some particular department, failed to click a button. And so we didn't receive our NCS payment for two weeks. And so we ended up having to go into our overdraft. And it was so stressful because we couldn't, didn't have enough money to pay wages because somebody didn't click a button within the department, within Pubble. And again, my, my, the thing is, it's not any one person. These people are only doing their job. It's whoever's designed the system. Yeah. It's systematically flawed because they, they don't work well together because the government does not trust the childcare sector, and it's not fair. That's that's it in a nutshell, Sarah. Well put. Yeah. Sarah quickly yeah. born. Nick, before the break, yeah. Nick, stay there, Sarah. Nick, uh, your point, please. What's your situation? Uh, hi, Joe. Um, so the situation that we find ourselves in at the moment is um, our youngest. He's three. He goes to uh, one of the local creches. Um, he's been going for the last three years, four mornings um, a week. And we got a, an email out of the blue um, on Monday um, saying that we either have to um, enforce a part-time contract mm. or that he has to leave the creche altogether. And I think just because of the, the added funding which the government has applied to the creches, they, they're completely taking advantage of the situation. And now we find ourselves having to pay over double what we're paying on a monthly basis um, during term time and then obviously during the summer breaks it's even more than that. So you feel the creches are taking advantage of the funding and the subsidy by enforcing part-time children to now in creches to go full-time? That's right, yeah, absolutely. Paula, Paul, do you want to take that one? Is that, is, is that a, is that, is that a, Nick, is that a I, worry? I, I really hear you and I, I, I really feel sorry and my heart goes out to you. What has happened there, and it's not, I'm not explaining nor am I condoning anybody, yeah. but I'm just going to explain 
in in core funding when we received it last September, we were uh, we had to sign up by contractual arrangement, but with that came a fee freeze. Now, for the preceding number of years, we were all in fee freezes to honour the EWSS, which we benefited from, et cetera, et cetera. So in a lot of cases, crash fees are now stuck back as my own are and haven't increased since 2018. Now, factor into that the massive uh, increase in costs all round. Mm. So like every sector in Ireland, and every sector in Ireland is uh, subject to the inflationary costs, but as a sector, we have no way of increasing our prices to actually try and absorb some of this huge inflationary costs that are coming at us. And the core funding isn't, in a lot of cases, meeting or helping us meet that. And I think that's probably where your crash came from. I can't speak for them. I don't speak for them. But I can understand that crash owners are being driven to, to extreme to try and make the, the bottom line. Bottom line. There's one other thing, um, Joe, can I just say, in response to your lovely contributor from Donegal, this this does affect community and private exactly the same. We all roll out the same schemes. They also run business. A community service is a business. They have to meet the bottom line. And they also have to meet the same demands as us as private providers. There is no differentiation between us. Okay, Nick. What, what Paul is saying, she doesn't. She doesn't know the, the crash obviously involved, and she does think it's uh, fundamentally unfair. But she's explaining why the pressure is on that crash. Just yeah, I, to be honest, I, I don't agree. Um, you okay. know, I think that I think the argument there is, you know, everyone's under pressure because of inflation. That that's true. I can I can agree with that piece. But parents are also under that that the same stress, right? So mm-hmm. you enforce. A, a, a part-time child to go full-time, double the cost on the parent, you know, that's also going to have a knock-on effect on, on the parent as well. Um, so it doesn't just, you know, inflation doesn't stop at the crash. You know, it goes elsewhere. And mm-hmm. se- second of all, uh, the particular crash that I'm talking about, I don't think they're suffering that much anyway. They're opening centres all over the place. So they're obviously not suffering... In a monetary way that, that, that saying, we will be. Are you saying they're a chain? They are. Chain of crashes, okay. Um, okay, um, maybe maybe that requires a conversation with us uh, uh, outside the programme and we can contact the chain and ask them why they're doing this, Nick. Uh, stay with us. Joe at rt.ie, 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie. Peter Smith. Peter, good afternoon. The How are you doing, Joe? Good to talk to you. Okay, you, you, must, you, you run a crash, do you? I do. I have a part-time service um, in Hollyford and Gorey. Um, okay. I operate from 9 o'clock till 2. And I just want to reiterate what, what Paula and Sonia are saying. We don't want to be doing the admin. We would prefer to be on the floor with the children. That's what we love. And what's, what's stopping the admin, Joe, every time a child um, misses an hour, misses a couple of, a half an hour or an hour, we have to go in, we have to redo the system. When we're doing our returns, we have to do returns every Monday morning. If you do not do your return on a Monday morning, you'll get an email on Tuesday to say you have a late return. If it's not done then, you don't get paid on Friday. You get a, a late, you'll get probably two payments the week after. 
So mm-hmm. if you're on holidays or you're away or it's a bank holiday, if it's over Christmas, if it's at Easter, you still have to work. You still have to go and open your laptop and do the return. There's no excuses. And how do you pay your staff if you're left waiting? <laughs> Payment of staff. Most times we're fairly short to pay staff. Um, I got no wages in December. Um, I wrote to the minister. I told him this and he sent me. I said, please don't copy and paste the normal letters you send in. And all I got was copy and paste on how good the department is and what money they're spending on the childcare industry, which is no good. And how, do you, how, how do you know it's copy and paste? Because we all got it. We all sent okay. in letters. Because we're, we're members of, of the Federation of Childhood Providers and we've even protested. We've had meetings with the ministers and, and his department. We're, we're blue in the face telling them, and are they listening? Yeah. Are they doing anything? As previous speakers have said, they just won't do anything. That's the problem. That's have, the big issue. We have a long statement in now from the Department of Children about this, and basically they're contradicting everyone, uh, everything that they providers are saying so it is we're, not, all, we're, uh, we're, we're all wrong <laughs> I love it basically yeah you're all wrong it is not the case parents will lose money if a child is ill or they not pick up a ch- if they pick up their child early from time to time well, we've heard we've heard the contradictions there um, they say um, the subsidies are paid at a minimum of 140 per hour and go up to 510 depending on the age of the child and family income but that's understandable uh, they Obviously. say this this means the subsidies can't be as much as two two nine per week. Now, the way that the invariably invariably um, the the callers we've got are people on the one euro the minimum the one euro forty per hour subsidy. Nobody we've spoken to is getting two two nine fifty per week. Maybe the, maybe the department think everyone is get a, getting it and going flying off to Lanzarote with it and leaving their ch- their child with their granny or whatever. Uh, which is not, which is not. It's just an issue of trust here. It's just a total and complete issue uh, of of trust. Sheena Kenny, Sheena. Hi, Joe. How are you? What's your situation? Okay, so I own a crash here in Banlaslow in County Galway, and um, I just want to thank you for highlighting this issue because um, it's. It well, is. the department <coughs> say this, it, stop. They're not saying they're not saying don't highlight, but they're saying it's not an issue. Oh, well, it definitely is an issue, and I, I have to agree with all of the other childcare providers that have already spoken. Uh, I just want to come at it at a slightly different angle and talk about it from the child's perspective. And I think the child is being forgotten about in this whole scheme. And, you know, the, we, we are operating under UNICEF, the Convention of the Rights of the Child, and the best interest of the child should be the primary consideration in all actions concerning children, and this is not happening. And, you know, we're, we're not compliant. And, in Ireland, we have a history of not dealing with childcare issues effectively, historically, and I'm afraid we're going down the same route again. And we're going to look back at this period in time and realise what mm-hmm. we have done to our children. They are not being allowed to spend time with their families. You know, we provide a lovely, we have a lovely service here. My staff are excellent. Yeah. We have great fun. You know, we enjoy working here, so therefore the children, I hope, enjoy being here. But if they had the choice, depending on their situation at home, if they had the choice, they would prefer to be at home. You know, and that choice has been taken away. Their voice is not being heard. And they're being forced to stay here to, to you know, comply with 
rules and regulations and schemes that they know nothing about. They shouldn't have to be complying with those rules and regulations. And as I say, you'd need you, you'd need Einstein beside you to fill out some of the, the the variations on the algorithms they're looking for. The previous eight weeks of the pre one of the weeks, the previous eight weeks was broken there, and then one of the yeah, weeks yeah. in the following four weeks is is not broken. Then we can look at the twelve. Um, yeah, and I know like it's it's very difficult to um, have childcare and business in the same sentence. You know, it doesn't. You, we shouldn't be talking about children and money. But, unfortunately, that is the way it is. But, you know, what they don't seem to understand is, even if we have one or two children missing, or absent, or, you know, collected early, we still have lots and lots of work to do. Of course. You know, the educators are busy all day long. Ask any teacher, exactly. Yes. We never, you know, we don't bring in our slippers. You know, when the children go home, we can't just sit back. We still have other things that need to be attended to. So, you know, whatever extra few hours we're getting we earn it we earn every penny of it I've long developed the opinion that I never believe anything until it's officially denied um, yeah. from the mother and baby home schemes going way back to to, to this and the, the Department of Children say the, the national uh, child care scheme is designed to be family friendly and support families in accessing early learning and care and school age child care we're hearing, we're hearing the exact opposite. Unless there's a, um, uh, unless there's a massive uh, co- conspiracy here. Joan O'Sullivan, Joan, there's not, obviously. Joan, good afternoon. You're in swords. Yes, Joe, I am. Okay, um, are you involved look, in this conspiracy to, uh, to make out that the Department of Children are telling me a lie when they say the National Child Care Scheme is designed to be family-friendly and support families in accessing early learning and care, school-age child care? The providers are telling me, and a lot of the parents, without exception, that's not what's happening. I was one of the providers who was involved in the design okay. stage of the National Child Care Scheme. And one thing that we... All, the, the number of providers who, who were involved in that, the one thing we all begged them to do was not to put in this hourly thing. And, and from yeah. the very inception of the scheme, we asked them, please don't do this, it won't work. And at the end of the day, we went through a year of, of planning, design, testing, and at, and at the end of it, they said, but we're doing this. Um, I, I, I'm hearing people talking about Pubble, and bash, you know, Pubble bashing a bit, mm. and I have to say, Pubble is just a body that yeah. does what they are told by the Department okay. of Children. They're a government this body, is, yeah, government the, 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 yeah. The, the, Pubble don't make the rules, the Department no. of Children makes the rules. Okay. It's, 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 and, and the person who pays for all of this is actually Michael McGrath and his department. And I, I just can't understand, I mean, people are talking about this hive, the, the hive system and, and core, the core funding system, how bad it is. They're absolutely correct. Um, uh, there, there was... Standard in IT systems, you invite users to contribute to the design and to the testing of a system. That didn't happen with core funding. And I know because I'm on the committee that that Mm -hmm. would have been involved in that. We we offered to help with the design. We offered to help with the testing. Um, I didn't know core funding was going live until the day it went live. And I'm on the committee um, representing providers on that committee. And we didn't know. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking and saying in any industry, you have user involvement in the design of, of an IT system. Deeper, the Department of Public Extension and Reform, they paid for this system. Mm-hmm. How did they pay, how did they sanction the payment for a system where there was no user involvement? And, and I mean, really, somebody has to be looking and saying, who, who put public money into a system that is flawed and that wasn't tested?
because that's what we have. Um, you, you listen to Minister O'Gorman, and mm-hmm. you know I, I know the other organisations that are, that are on, and they tell the minister that childcare services are, are closing. And I've heard him saying, for every childcare uh, service that's closed, another one opens. That's not true. Since before COVID, I think approximately 400 childcare services have closed. And we have a childcare crisis in this country. The department, instead of wasting their time putting in ridiculous systems that don't really work and haven't been tested, they should be out there talking to service providers who are closing and saying, how can we keep you open? What can we do to to have childcare for parents? But they don't. And Just Nick, who was on a few minutes ago, saying that his... It's a chain of crashes are saying he's going to have to pay for a full week. Um, he's currently on a, a half week, so to speak, for his child. Otherwise, they lose the place. Um, but one of the other things he said was there's no other crashes in the area. He can't. It's not an issue if there's, he can go to the crash next door because they don't exist. And, clo- and crashes are closing. And I mean, I'm in swords. There's nowhere here to build new crashes. There's nowhere in Dublin City. There's nowhere in Cork City. There's no places to build new crashes. Good point, and if yeah. crashes are closing, how are they allowing... And, and you hear the minister and he says, oh, people are retiring and they're closing. If somebody's retiring, the department should be stepping in and saying, can we take your service off you? Can we buy it off you? And can we run it as a community service? They're not doing that. I don't understand it. They're putting such effort into this the, schemes like this, IT systems that are that are not very good, but at the same time, childcare services are closing, and they're not doing. I, I, I mean, I don't know what their priorities are. It just beggars belief what their priorities are. But we also have to look. I mean, it's 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 not public fault. They just enhance mm-hmm. enforce the rules. But we have to look at the Department of Children, and we have to look at the Department of Public Expenditure because they are paying for this. Yeah. Okay, okay. Say with us, Joe at RT.ie, 51551 is our text number. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. And Joe at RT.ie. Christine, good afternoon. Back to this issue now that seems to be emerging because of pressure on crashes. Uh, what, what's happened in your case, Christine? <sighs> Very similar to your other um, caller there, Joe. Could well be the same crash. Got an email last Thursday um, basically stating that all part-time facilities within the crash were ceasing as and from the 1st of April. Could we let them know what our plans were by the end of this month? So two weeks' notice so that they can have a month's notice of what my plans are now to do with my near two-and-a-half-year-old daughter who's part-time in the crash. Um, I've rang several crashes around my local area and they don't offer part-time, but they don't even have a full-time place for her. So to be honest, I don't know what my options are at the moment. Um, I can pay for full-time care, but I work part-time. I don't need full-time okay. care. What they're, what, they're, what they're saying to you is to pay for the full-time care, yeah. but you can you can leave st- stick with your stick with your current hours. Stick with my current hours, and the NCS will only cover the actual hours that my yeah. daughter attends. So I wouldn't even guess. And NCS did they say? Did they say? Did they say? They just said escalating costs. So they said due to escalating costs, they have to charge full-time five days full-time rates to all of their parents for all children. And, that's, and it was a gen- generic email. I think that's nearly what's worse. Like, my older child attended this crash from pretty much when it opened. Um, and he went there happily for four years before he started primary school and always attended part-time. And my daughter started about a year and a half ago. 
again, on a part-time basis. And just a generic email went out to all parents and this is just what's happening and that's it. So, and then to give two weeks notice so that they can have oh, their wow. month's notice short, in advance. Very short notice. Very short notice. And there's no availability. Like, I know I, I, I trained in Montessori many years ago, but I know from ringing around crashes and from seeing the news and other friends, like childcare is just a nightmare at the moment, especially in Dublin. Um, like with crashes closing and just even trying big places and then my daughter's due for ECCE in September but even trying to get her a place in ECCE on its own is yeah. it's just so challenging at the moment so my options really are either put her in full time and pay for full time even though I don't need it or potentially quit my job and just stay home with her because I can't find an alternative it's just pushing parents out of work and just adding so much stress to already stressful lives. And I don't want to name your crash jobs. Is it, is it yes. an individual crash? Or no, no, it's per- a chain. I know of at least five around Dublin and I know okay, of another well, centre as well that got the exact same email. Well, that's where we try and, we try and get the... Well, we will get the name after the programme because it, the next call was about a chain as well yeah. saying you either pay us for, the, for a full week yeah, um, or and, go elsewhere. and stick to your current half week hours or pay us a yeah. full week and leave your child with us for the week. Anyway, yeah. uh, but, uh, thank you, Christine, for alerting us to that. We will get back on to it. Helen Mallon, uh, Christine, if you can, send us in the, the emails, will you? If, if, of and, course, yeah. Uh, and just erase any personal details. Okay, yep, thanks, no Christine. Thanks for thank you indeed. I hope, you, I hope you can sort that out. Helen Mallon, Helen, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Hi, how are you? you? You're a childcare provider. I am. I'm down here in Paulstown in County Kilkenny and sadly uh, two weeks ago we closed up our um, standalone school age uh, building. We have two buildings. Uh, one provides full day care and the ECI scheme and um, you now our junior and senior infants were okay. They were in that building but um, our from first class up to third class, up to sixth class uh, we closed that building. And um, now we were able to accommodate some of the children. We had 57 children uh, kind of over a week we say would attend, but uh, we had 20 places. Now, look, it wasn't all down to the core funding. Uh, You know, um, Mm -hmm. parents got used to working from home during COVID times. And, you know, parents that maybe were doing morning and afternoon needed only the morning because, you see, if the child wasn't out till three o'clock, they could do, if they did a three-day week before, they were now able to do their week's work in five days, you know, because their child wouldn't be home until maybe off the bus or whatever, you know. But then the core funding model came in and uh, that was just a nightmare for us um, on top of the admin work for the NCS scheme because, um, you see, they give a graduate uplift for all the staff who work in your, we'll say, creche facility. Mm-hmm. But there's no graduate uplift for your staff who work in the standalone after school, in the after school services. So, like the ERO that came out, obviously, you know, you, were, you weren't going to pick out that and say, well, the ERO came in for you and it didn't come in for you and I don't have funding to pay you. And I do. You know, so everybody across the board got their pay increase, which we were thrilled about. And okay. I, I did think when the core funding came out that this was going to be the answer to our, our you know, our issues. But the issue was that okay. the managers, um, you get a graduate uplift for the manager, which is me, the owner, okay? Yeah. But I have to use all my hours in the crash building to avail of that funding. 
So you see, when I used to come in at eight o'clock in the morning, I do the breakfast club. And then I would do all my office work between, you know, I'd get back at half nine, I'd be mm. in my office and I'd get all my, and I could work away until three o'clock. The girls there, I'm doing the two o'clock run. And at three o'clock then, I all my book work was put away and I did the after school from three to six o'clock. And I did that five days a week. But those four hours a day, which would be 20 hours, would be deducted from the graduate uplift, which would mean I would have had to employ a staff to do those hours. So that, on top of our numbers falling and all the hassle with NCS and uh, trying to keep on top of that, I, after 17 years of having that building open, I mm-hmm. I actually spent a whole weekend crying over it because I, just the thought of, of not opening that door again was just... You know, I'm over there now in the mornings and I'm clearing that out. Like I'm selling stuff oh, on Facebook every day. Getting stuff rid of, you know. Um, and in, I have, and uh, in a I, nutshell... I have a what... coming Monday to, to clear it out, you know. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And there's 57 children that were using that service and of, we accommodated 20. The rest of those are latchkey kids. They're gone home. They're four, six and six class children. And in a nutshell, why why are you why did you close that particular facility? Because of the money. Because I just couldn't afford to, yeah. to keep it running. You know, I mean, you see, the other thing when the core funding came in is we had to sign up to a fee fee um, freeze, which you know sounds great and that's fine. But my fees were supposed to increase in September 2020, but because we got good money. And I'm, you know, and I will put my hand up and say, we were looked after by the government with the EWSS. We didn't have to mm. show the 30% decrease in, like other businesses did. And, you know, so morally, I didn't increase my fees okay. in yeah, yeah. September 2020. Now, I know the chains increased by at least 4%. I know that because I was on that IBEC committee. I walked away from that IBEC because it's, it's run by the the guys who are running the big services, and I will put my hand up and say that, us little small providers down the country got no say with the IBEC gang. And that's the truth, and I'll stand over that. But that's another issue. But, you see, when it came to 2022, signing up for the the core funding, you had to to go on your 2021 fees. Mm -hmm. So we didn't increase our fees in 2021 either. Because we were still getting the EWSS. But the EWSS ran out in April. But when September came then, we weren't allowed to put our fees up because, they, like my fees, I have parents who are paying eight euro a day here for their childcare because they get their ECI and then they get the NCS for their other hour. Okay, they're getting the... Do you know what I mean? Okay, now, yeah, there's yeah. people in Dublin probably scratching their heads saying, eight euro, I pay that for my lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mind a child in a, a service. So okay. it's just we couldn't run because I couldn't increase my fees. Okay, well, my then numbers I want were to down because of, okay. of, of COVID and the core funding meant that I was going to have to put in another staff. Try again. Just hang on a second. I want to see can I get uh, Claire in, even even if I can read out her message, because she's she's making the, the point that she thinks women are being driven out of the workplaces. Claire there, Claire. No, she's gone, unfortunately. Um, okay, she dropped out there. Okay. Sorry. Um, and, uh, Joe, just about the part-time issue, that, you see, 
there's another, the issue, again, with the NCS is, if I have space for 50 children in my creche and I can fill those with 50 children doing five days a week, I only have 50 lots of paperwork to do. But if there's 70 children I understand. taking I understand. up to 50 say spaces, they, say they have, so just the same to... paperwork for one child as there is for doing one day as there is for doing five days. Good point. Claire, your quick point, please. You, you think oh. women are being pushed out of the workplace. You, you're, you're, you're crash. What did you have to do? Well, to secure a place, I'm in Cork City, and to secure a place was really, really difficult. So when he was six months old, we paid three, we paid for the three months that we weren't going to use until he was nine months old. So wow. that was the three, you know, that's in the, around. That's the, dem- that's the demand for, for childcare places. Yeah. Okay, thanks indeed, Claire. Apologies for for rushing you. Um, Joe at RT.ie, we're in the D Hotel in Drogheda tomorrow for a fun-packed, funny Friday. We hope you can join us uh, from, um, hours open at half twelve. See you then. Annette Egan produced and Ray Darcy's next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.